Welcome back to another episode of Original Understudies, where I've gathered the world's most original understudies, and we're going to perform some improv comedy for you using your suggestions. Send suggestions to Original Understudies Podcast at gmail.com, and we'll get it. It'll inspire us. There's a word at the end of today's suggestion that is going to inspire us. It's caterpillars. So go ahead and think if that inspires anything, but there's also a little tale beforehand I'm going to add. Uh, but let's introduce our improvisers. Sean, Will, thanks for coming back. Where would you like people to find you online? Oh, you can find me at, at I, the letter I, the letter M, Sean, S-E-A-N, Will, W-I-L-L. Got some couple a couple of shows coming up. Uh, I'll probably be striking soon. Uh, supporting the writers. Pay your effing writers. Pay your people right. Uh, yeah, you'll find me all over the socials. I am Sean Will. I've been following it, but the last I saw the email came in, it sounds like everybody's so optimistic that there won't be a strike. I don't know what to think anymore. Yeah. I mean, people are optimistic. Uh, I'm not going to go dwell on it too much. Producers are in CYA mode, uh, but still they want to pay everybody else except for the writers. Pay your damn writers. Pay your damn writers. Jordan Bull. Welcome back, Jordan. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much. Hey, what's CYA mode? Is that CYA mode? Uh, I was going to, I didn't want to ask because I felt like I was going to look silly, but now the person that definitely has the answer has disappeared. Not that I'm not that I'm not an industry insider, but I have no idea. (laughs) Uh, Jack probably knows. What does CYA I don't even remember the letters. Anymore. CYA. Check. Cover your ass. Cover your ass. Oh, that's what it is. Cool. Uh, so if we know one thing about Jordan, it's that he doesn't always cover his ass. No. Uh, where could people find you if they wanted to see your uncovered that's ass? That's such a good fucking transition, James. God, that's Thank good. Uh, I sometimes perform in a all male review comedy show called Thunderbulge. Uh, that mm-hmm. uh, performs in LA, uh, though I'm currently in New York. I fly in just yeah. to take my clothes off. I mean, rumor has it they are trying to swing to get that show in Vegas too, which yeah. I think would be really fun. Yeah. Tell, tell, hey, rumor has it they're trying to swing. They're trying to swing. <laughs> and Zach Roland, Zach, welcome back. Uh, what, where can we find you online? Hey, yeah, I am online at Zach underscore Roland. Uh, also, Chaos Bloom Theater. You'll see some photos of me occasionally. And if you're in Denver, mm-hmm. swing by and uh, check out a show on the weekend. I cannot wait to get out there. I thought it was going to be soon, but I'm not taking my road trip across the country this summer. Oh. Just too much going on. Don't come in August. We'll be closed down in August. We go black. Or dark oh, or whatever. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know yeah. what, whatever it's called. We close the theater, but we open it back up. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, it's uh, it's a little break a rooney is what we call it. Yes. And last but not least, we have Jack Zulu. Jack, thank you for rushing home from your dinner. What did you eat? And then where can people find you? <laughs> I had two micheladas and I had a quesadilla. And then uh, you can find me at jackzulo.com and uh, you could tell me you love me. I love you. All right. Here's a suggestion. It actually like I I struggle tweeting in this net, but if somebody emails me, um, I'll typically have an email chain. So Catherine has sent me an email and we've had a long chain of conversations. And one of them was me encouraging her to take improv classes. Uh, 
And she was a little hesitant because she thinks that it's something that you got to get into when you're like, you're in your early twenties and start off young. But I, I had told her about an 80 year old woman that I had in class. I said, there's nobody too old to try improv. So here's where I'm cutting right into the conversation. Okay. Back to your comments about the 80 year old woman who was in your improv class and your suggestion, I might give it a try. In fact, I've thought about it more than once, but what's always felt like a real obstacle obstacle to me isn't my age, but more that I haven't paid much attention to pop culture culture for decades, especially since spending three years in the three years in the Peace Corps uh, in my in the early 80s when I was in my 20s. I think this has a lot more to do with what I'm interested in than my age, but maybe my idea of what you need to know about popular culture to be a good improviser is basically bullshit. Uh, like thinking a certain age is too old. You've definitely given me some food for thought and challenged my assumptions on this one, James. Thank you. Meanwhile, here's another one word suggestion caterpillar, which I love the one word suggestion, but I kept asking for one word because we were getting this, we just kept getting suggestions of like, Hey, do some scenes with people in a, you know, and then they would set up a scene. I just wanted, and this conversation I think can inspire us. So caterpillars, if you have any stories, please bring them. But I would like a quick round off on opinions about pop culture helping your improv. I am awful at pop culture. Some people are so quick-witted and know all the pop culture references. Where do, where do you guys stand on how much pop culture matters for improv? Yeah, I would say I would say that it doesn't it doesn't matter at all. I think everyone has their unique style of what they think is funny, and as long as they can be comfortable on stage doing that, then. Uh, then, then, then that's, that's your thing. I mean, some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen has not been constant references to pop culture things. And I mean, references to pop culture only really work if it's, if it's already funny. Um, yeah. If, if the senior playing is funny. So I, I would encourage well, there her are to, some to players that are just really good at that. And I'm always in awe in it. It's just not something I ever I ever got good at. I, ju- I just think it also depends on what type you're playing. So if you're doing more long form uh, mm-hmm. based improv, pop culture isn't necessarily uh, necessary. It's not necessarily needed, right? Cause you're more so focused on if it's character driven or if it's premise driven. Whereas if it's more short form, like you and I perform in uh, mission improbable, the main uh, troop and like, there's a lot of pop culture references cause the audience mm-hmm is throwing out suggestions. So having that sort of So you kind of have to be able to connect with your audience on that. I think so. I think it really just depends, but I don't think it's necessarily super important, but it's a nice thing to have in your, uh, in your bag. I think it's important to be aware of the current state of the world (laughs) in In long form. Well, in general, but but in long form improv, uh, you know, as far as storytelling is concerned, but I like to segue to caterpillars. Thank so, you. <laughs> so, uh, so, so Zach, much. if you have an opinion on it, please bring it back afterwards. But I do want to hear this caterpillar story. Let's go. So when I was, and this is actually, actually, this is, you know, both uh, pop culture and, and, uh, your current events and caterpillars. When I was a child, uh, I went to the park and I got a severe rash. Mm. And it wasn't poison ivy. I was actually allergic to gypsy moth caterpillars. Now, as James could also point out, the term gypsy is no longer colloquially acceptable. 
uh, and it is a derogatory term. So there is a new type of name. There's a new name for gypsy moth caterpillars, which I I forget. I heard it recently, but it's Romani like, moth caterpillars. What? 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 Umami? Romani moth caterpillars. Is, is that? Uh, no, I don't. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's <laughs> I don't know right. if that's. Uh, I, I, that's not it. I don't think, I think that's, that's right. No, that doesn't sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds specifically wrong. The Romani people, the Romani people are the people that people would refer to as gypsies. Copy that. Yes. Uh, and, uh, and anyway, so I guess what I'm trying to say is when I was a kid, there were these caterpillars everywhere. Like they literally were like on every tree everywhere and like became like the bane of my existence, terrified because it was like an ocean of these caterpillars that gave me like crazy hives and like big rash. And that is my caterpillar story. Strangely enough, I recently received Caterpillar as a suggestion in a show I was in. Uh, so I'm going to go ahead and just tell the same story that I told then. Oh, great. Um, Perfect. So I don't have to think too hard. Uh, and tell <laughs> us if we do the exact same show accidentally afterwards, Absolutely. Um, <laughs> when I was young, I loved the book, uh, The Hungry Caterpillar. Um, because it was very colorful, you know, told a very fun story. I was also a big child. So, you know, seeing like that connection to like big things and it would get bigger and bigger as it ate and ate. But the one thing that I was always super fascinated by was that there were holes in the pages, Mm -hmm. like it was eating its way through the book. And I never understood how they did that. Like I didn't understand that you could just put a hole in the paper and it was like, it was like, you know, kind of, uh, uh, not a gimmick, but you know, it was just like, yeah, they're making it look this way or whatever. Um, you know, knowing now, cause I work in printing and <laughs> do all kinds of things with paper. Um, but as a child, I was just, I was like, wow, I wonder if they just get like bugs to eat through all of these books. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I did not know what was going on when I was a kid, but I loved it. I love that book. Kids books. I was also fascinated. And I can't be the only one, but with Grover's, there's a monster at the end of this book. I book. And I know I was just an idiot child, but I always was really hoping that somehow we could stop that monster from being at the end of the book. <laughs> and the great news was, I always would forget Grover's the monster. Sorry, I shouldn't have spoiled oh, it. If you ever read the book, spoiler, it's spoiler. How dare you, <laughs> sir? I've never read that book. Grover's the monster at the end of the book, and it all works out good. Original Studies. Uh, Peter, if you'd come up to the front of the desk, uh, I'd like to ask you a question. Um, you, you handed in your paper, but there's a big portion of the middle of the paper missing. <laughs> um, Peter, what happened? Sorry, um, I, I was asleep. Can you repeat that? There was no what? Peter, look at this. You can see my face through the center of your report. You have cut a big portion. Uh, I can only assume it was cut out of the middle of your paper. Yeah, look, I'm just learning that you can do different things with paper. Mm -hmm. And I'm just expressing my creativity. Can I let my wings fly for a bit, Teacher Robinson? Peter? Yes? I am not going to let you go home until you 
write the paper that was supposed to be turned in today. Oh, come on. Teacher Robinson, Teacher Robinson, I don't mean to, to tattle, but um, Peter, uh, was, I saw him eating his paper. Are you, this them. is a pretty serious allegation you're making, He was Sam. just eating it. He eats paper all the time. You're a snitch, Sam. I know, but I Peter. can't. Peter? Yeah. Peter, did you eat this? I did, Teacher Robinson. Look, my parents got laid off from their job, so we don't have a lot of food at home. And we know meat makes the best paper. I'm, I'm just really hungry. Teacher Robinson, I hate to be a, a, a snitch, but I, uh, my dad works with his dad, and his dad did not get laid off recently. There's Damn been it. no layoffs. What? There's been no layoffs. No at layoffs all, at, at the factory. Sam. What's? I'm sorry. I just have to. I tell it's the truth. a factory in town because they, yes. from what I heard, they've been giving people OT. It's lots of OT. It's so much money. It's unbelievable. My wife works at that factory. Um. Yeah. So look, Teacher Robinson, what the the factory itself shut down. Uh, yesterday it was on the news, but it was a really quick story. It was often like four minutes. And, Peter, uh huh. You see that apple? I see the apple. If you're so hungry, eat it right now. Eat it. I don't want to. No, because you're full. I'm, I'm yeah, I'm, f- I'm full. I'm full. Teacher Robinson, I don't know if this is a good time to bring this up, but uh, Peter, Peter actually also ate my um, report, so I don't have one. <sighs> William. Yeah. Do not try to get in on this. I know you are a very lazy child. <laughs> you never turn reports and you're just an opportunistic uh, brat is what you Gosh, are. Gosh, shucks. I don't even know how to say opportunistic. <laughs> me neither. Now you can leave the class because I expect no more than you've been giving me. But Peter. Let's try William. Peter. Yeah. To satiate your hunger, what I'd like you to do is instead write the rest of the report on the chalkboard. On the please. chalkboard? But I, uh, you're not going to eat it, are you? Uh, are you? I'm, I'm not. I can't. Hey, stop, stop putting your teeth in that. That's definitely going to damage your teeth. Peter. Sam, stop him. Sam, elbow. You know what? Fine. Oh, that's my elbow. So, Joe Robertson, uh, that's that's the fourteenth child you lost to chalkboard eating in the past two years. Well, um, I believe it has something to do with the uh, the low amount of income coming from the factories, uh, and they're very hungry. What, what? I'm looking at this report here. Uh-huh. And... Can I be honest? Yes. When you make that sound, it makes me really nervous. Like, like I might lose my job. Well, you should be uh, nervous because you might lose your job. Ah, uh, yes. So here now we're going to have to make a note of this in the report. And that's your third one. No, no, no. no. So I'm afraid. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Yeah, it yeah. is three. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. It is three. Sorry. We're just going to have to ask you to pack up your, as the kids say, stuff. That's not what and, they say. They say, well, they say, uh. What do they say, Professor Teacher they Robertson, say, Joseph? They say shit. They say pack up your shit and go. And you know what? I feel a lot more free now that I've fucking lost this job. I don't like kids. Kids.
Dearly beloved, we are here to put these 14 children to rest at the same time. But, Amen, hallelujah. But in a twist of irony, the person that we deemed responsible for putting these 14 children in the grave wants to say something on his behalf up here at the altar. Come on up here, P.T. Robinson. What do you have to say for yourself? I was a teacher for a long time, okay? And yeah, it was my chalkboard mm. that they all gathered around and they munched on. Mm. And yeah, it killed them. Do I have any regrets? Mm-hmm. No. Think about it. What if those kids did grow up? Mm-hmm. Chalkboard eaten little mm-hmm. monsters. Mm-hmm. Been ain't remorseful at all. I'm sorry. If you thought this was my my remorseful speech, it's not. I want mm-hmm. us Let it out. Let it out. I want us to take I want us to take responsibility. We need to tell our kids it's time to grow up. I've seen the way they act in mm-hmm. classrooms. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's all I have to say. That's all I had prepared. This man out here saying we should kill kids. No, 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 no. That would certainly get me into I'm saying they should grow up. It's time to grow up. All right, Georgie, we need to finish the book because it's always good to complete the story. And I know that you're scared about the ending, but I promise it's not as bad as you think, okay? What if I don't give a darn about this story? Well, son, I'm sorry, but that we have to learn from these more moral tales, right? And I don't it's not that I'm it's not that I'm scared. Uh-huh. It's it's that I'm enjoying it so much I don't want it to end. Okay. Um, okay. Well, that's good. That's good. There's, um, this is a good moment to, uh, to teach. There's going to be other things in life that you're going to enjoy so much that you're not going to want them to end. Yeah. Right. Name one sex. What? Sex with a, with a person, man, woman, non-gender, non-binary, whatever. Doesn't matter. It just, if it feels good, you just don't want it to end. Okay. Okay. Um, Name another one. Ribs. Is that part of sex? <laughs> that is not part of sex. That's just usually pork ribs, baby back mostly. Sometimes, you know, St. Louis style spare, but they are so good. You just don't want to finish them, right? Some, sometimes, sometimes Donovan in class says he's going to pork me. Is that what that means? Well, it could go one of two ways. We don't know. Craig, I know that you're trying to be the best stepdad as you you can be, Mm -hmm. but Emma's real dad. (laughs) Okay. And his mother and I said we didn't want him to find out about sex till he was married. (laughs) Oh. Uh, He's 18 years old, sure. Sure, yeah. But you kind of spoiled a pretty big one. Okay. I just thought it was a you know teaching moment. You know, he just said he just didn't want things that he liked to end, and I I totally relate to that. You know, I have sex with your ex wife yeah. all the time, okay. and I just make it go for hours and hours. God damn and it. actually, I take this pill now that they they make you you can last longer. Well, that pill didn't exist when we were married. Well, that's, or if it did, it wasn't as easy as it is for you to get. Well, you know, it's, I mean, it's a really it's an easy process. You can go online; it's real discreet. You can talk to a doctor. Yeah, well, I, I was married to her before the internet was so accessible. 
And secondly, I can't believe you're reading The Stand to my son. That is... An inappropriate. I book. mean, it's one of Stephen King's ultimate novels. It's it. There's so much to do with the end of the world that you know we we don't want that to end either, right? <laughs> Greg, wait! You told him about the pill. Uh, yeah. You told him. Yeah, about I told him about the pill. <laughs> Dude, I love you, man. How do you take it? Oh, he exploded, but not in a good way. He exploded in the totally opposite way. Like he couldn't believe it. Guy just doesn't know what's going on, right? It's it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Told him about the stand. Yeah, he doesn't know that we're going to be moving to Boulder pretty soon. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, he's going to shit himself when he hears we're moving to Boulder. Craig. You're living a good life, man. You're living a good life. Here, here. This round's on me. This round's thanks, on me. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, dude. I really hope they don't do any layoffs at the factory this week. It's uh, it's been tough. So no, I've been getting overtime, but you know what? I've actually, I've actually, I've actually been hanging out an extra few hours and then coming back in and punching the clock. Nice. That's what you do. That's what you do, right? That's what, I mean, that's, that's how I you live. It. Yeah. Yeah. You just yeah. don't want it to end, and you're just like, I'm gonna go back in for a little bit longer. Give it to me. Yeah. You know, give it to me. If, you, yeah. if they're paying time and a half and double time, I'm taking it. Oh, wonderful. So uh, bring your dad to school day. This is great because it looks like we have a surprise. We have both of uh, uh, this one's dad and stepdad here, and they're going to tell us what they do for work and um, some kind of new discovery that the dad had. But <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. These are kids. Hi, everybody. These are my two dads. Honestly, if I, this is kind of like Christmas for me to even get them in the same room. So please... Please okay. be nice. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, so, um, should we start with the the real dad or the stepdad? Let's start with the real dad. They're both my real dads. Real dad, stop. Thanks, thanks I mean, not real dad. I meant biological. Ah, jeez. Let's Bobby's. start with the biological dad. You're right. Sorry, Bobby. Go ahead. Well, first of all. In all the 18 years I raised my son, we never believed in biology. So I don't know what you're trying to teach at this school, but nonetheless. What what I would like to tell you guys that I do, um, mm-hmm. I'm um, what do you do? I'm a secret. Uh, I'm a secret. Um, I'm a secret uh, uh, agent. You're, you're a secret agent. It, yeah, yeah. A, a secret, and I shouldn't say it in this class. So everybody's got to, you know, not tell anybody. But I'm a secret agent. Yeah, it's not a secret anymore. If anyone says anything, he's gonna have to kill you. That's what he's. That's his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's it. And I'm a pretty cool dad, so you know, I highly doubt Craig is gonna be able to hold a candle to that. Oh wow, wow, Craig. Um, that sounds pretty lofty. Yeah. Uh, your retort. Okay, Bill. Uh, secrets out of the bagel now, I guess. So, uh, you know, I mean, I, I here's a secret. Uh, Bill can't hold an erection. Nor can he <laughs> last more than earmuffs, earmuffs, five children. seconds. You're oh, all geez. 18. You all deserve to know that sex is, is fun. Sex can last a long time, but not with Bill because Bill doesn't understand how the world works. And apparently Bill has so many secrets that he forgot to you know, have the one secret, which is the secret of the orgasm. All right. Now, dad, dad, tell him what you do. Uh, now I make, <laughs> I make the water works with Bill's ex-wife. That's Georgie's mom. Oh no, please and, stop. Uh, oh. You know, I'm, when I mean uh, waterworks, I'm talking like, uh, it looks, it looks like a sprinkler. 
in terms of the old O face, it's oh boy exciting. Guys, I get to learn how to be a secret agent and I get to learn how to bang women. Have you guys ever been laid off? Um, I have been laid off, uh, but I worked at Treyarch and Activision for a long time. So I had seen the layoffs happen. It was very much when a game was over, there would be like two days afterwards. Everybody was like, oh, maybe I'll be the person that's not laid off. And then you'd see everybody that was laid off had to gather all their things. There'd be a literal line outside as they had to each walk up to the HR person. <laughs> oh, my um, God. God, that was stressful. Mm. And I don't like, obviously it was more stressful for the people getting laid off for the most part, but it was also stressful to be the person that was still inside. Cause you didn't know what, like you felt pretty guilty. Yeah. No, I've never been, I've never been part of a comp- I've never been part of a layoffs. mass layoff. I've just been straight up fired. I got straight up fired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the old school times. <laughs> yeah. I got straight up fired a couple weeks ago, nice. but it was from my, it's from my second full-time job. So it was actually a huge relief for me. What was a full-time job? How public is this podcast? This is, there's anybody who could listen to it. And I would say that if you're about to expose yourself <laughs> for having two full-time jobs that you remotely worked, maybe, maybe not bring up the names of the places, but I'm not going to say their names, but I was, I mean, I was underperforming because I was trying to work two full-time jobs without telling you about each other. <laughs> and honestly, I saw it coming from a mile away because I'm getting pretty used to seeing them come up. You know what I mean? I'm giving a lot of exp- workplace experience now. And I was like, oh yeah, they're going to find me another week for sure. And I was like, kind of excited about it. Yeah. I was like, I can't wait to just like have my own time back. How did you take it? Like, did you, were you, did you yell at the person that was firing you? I mean, if you're working at home. No, she was like in tears. She was, she was so sweet. She's like the nicest person in the world and she hated having to do it. And I was like, (laughs) I understand. (laughs) True story. So I put in my two weeks notice, uh, but I did like a couple, like, three weeks, right? Just to be nice. So I put in my three weeks notice in February. Uh, I was just tired of the job. I was super stressed. Um, and I was just over it. And so, uh, I'm getting ready to the third week and it's, you know, it's coming up. So I'm about one foot out the door, whatever the case is. And then the pandemic happens. Uh, so everything shuts down. Right. So it's like, we're in this weird pause, like this weird bubble of, well, we can't fire you yet because nobody in HR can come to work because everything is shut down. Like we can't do anything. We can't let you go yet. Um, or whatever the case is I put in my three weeks. So I was already out the door. So then it opens back up in July, right? Temporarily. Obviously it's a weird period in LA. Uh They're trying to reopen. And, uh, that's when they laid me off. They were like, okay, so yeah, we're (laughs) going to go ahead and lay you off now. And I was like, wait, I already put in my, two weeks notice already the F you mean you're laying me off. Like the principle of the matter. I was mad. I was like, Oh, so you thought she beat me to the step because you took advantage of a global pandemic bastards. And I hope they I are don't, listening. I don't want your, I don't want your free money that I'm going to get for getting unemployment. <laughs> I want to quit. Right. I, uh, 
I actually have a, a weird story, and James, you may have heard this story before, but it's pretty much the only time I think I've gotten fired. Uh, I was working this job tracking traffic, so if the gig was like a $600 budget, we got like 25% of it, and that's what our payout was. So they started redoing it that instead of it being a, a percentage of the budget, we were getting paid an hourly. They had like stiffed me on like 50 bucks for gas on some other gig that I went above and beyond the call of duty for. And all of a sudden I started looking at my paycheck and I'm still getting paid out the same kind of money I was getting paid out when I was getting paid for budgets, which was more. It it worked out that I was making about $1,000 a month more than everybody else because I just didn't tell them that they had never changed my, my rate of pay. So, so by like March, Oh, okay. So like by March, this was now like September, October, it was about six months of me getting paid like an extra thousand dollars a month. They called me up because obviously it was tax time and they called me up and they were like, Hey man. And I was like, yeah, it's like, I got to fire you. And I'm like, okay. And then I got fired because I basically was making more money than everybody and I wasn't supposed to be. And I never told anybody. <laughs> That's not on you. That's bank error in your favor. Collect $200, right? That's on them. You're, you should have been like, you know who should be fired? You. Exactly. <laughs> the finance controller, the comptroller. You know, in hindsight, I feel like my boss, like I wound up making him look supremely bad because I never said anything. So I kind of made him look bad, which is kind of why he was so pissed at me. But you know what? The dude was supposed to be a saxophone player, not <laughs> not like 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 managing some some company tracking traffic. So good on good on me. Everybody, uh, please come into my office. Um, What's up, Rondo? Hey, uh, you guys yeah. probably all noticed the mistake on the checks this week. Um, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah, call that baby. a mistake? <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going yeah, to you, uh, I'm gonna need you all to, uh, I need you to all pay that back now, actually. <laughs> wow. Sorry, say what? Now, what? what? Yeah. Think, Are no, you no. fucking joking? Jerry, lock the door behind you. Jer- Jerry, close that door. Oh, Don't. Okay. Jerry, okay. Jerry, mm. And put the chair in front of it. Thanks, Jerry. What the hell's going on? Whoa. Listen, you three, you three know what's what's going on here. You got paid an extra zero, and I need you to. And here's a little tap to pay. I need you to Venmo that back to me. Thomas, no. I already, Thomas, I already spent that. Yeah, that, that money's, yeah, long that's money's gone. gone. That's yeah. gone. I got, yeah. I got a wife. I got kids. I got a pool going in. I have a gambling addiction. It is gone. Ooh, that's, yeah, that's, I had to pick up my medicine from CVS. Good luck trying to get that back. Uh, yeah. God damn it. You guys don't understand. what. Wait, this is, isn't this your fault? You yeah. overpaid us. Right. You added the yeah, zero. This is your fault. This right. is your fault. Yeah. It was a simple mistake, but I don't think you guys realize this. This is just a shell corporation. Then there should be plenty of money. We're owned by the mob. So a victimless, you're saying it's a victimless crime. No, there are some very violent people that are going to be coming here today. Not for us. Not for us. No, not for me. Is that why you put the chair against the door? 
yeah, I don't want anybody to come in here till you guys give me my money because I, I have to pass oh, that. Oh, now it's your money. Right. I thought it was somebody else's money. The story money. keeps changing there, yeah. bub. It's yeah. our money. Come on, guys. It's our Thomas, money. we're peons. No one's, the only person getting their legs broken here is going to be you. Okay, maybe. We're going to rat you out no matter what. Yeah, well, it's what, pretty what, much on you. What if, what if the five of us uh, fought them? When they come here, like, sure, they've got a lot of physical fought them. Yeah, fought them. What's, what's, what's the benefit of doing that? We have an extra zero. There's no benefit in us fighting the mob. Wait yeah. a second, yeah. guys. Wait a second. Wait a second. You- Wait a second. My life is just average. Thomas, you're telling me that the mob's going to come here and we could, like, take a last stand. We could go down in a blaze of goddamn glory. And you guys don't want to do it. Come on. This is what we talked about. Come on, guys. It is what we talked about. We did discuss we it. We did talk about you, it. You, you can use this stapler. Here, grab this stapler. Oh. Feel how heavy that is. I just, it's a swing line. I've been waiting to swing my chair like an axe for weeks. You can use this chair. All right, I'll use the copier. Okay. I'll take the copier. And this paper cutter, this, the handle of this, uh, this comes off. Oh, I'll take that. That's sharp. We talked about how I yearned to see this mop break over the back of a small, sweaty man. There you go. Here, okay, you guys stay in here. When they come, they're going to expect to see me in this room. Won't they be surprised? I'm not even here. Whoa, wait, <laughs> I'm whoa. not even here. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Wait, whoa. What? No, no. You, you have to stay here. Yeah. yeah. This is your I fault. I thought this was a team bonding activity. Yeah, this the is the five of us. Yeah. Oh, should I say five? Yeah, we're going to go kick some mob boss butt. Blaze of glory. Blaze of glory. All right. I'm going to douse myself in this gasoline. <laughs> And when they come in here, I'm going to bear hug the biggest one of them. Uh, Wait, there's no windows in here. Wait, is gasoline really a good idea? It's fine. I'm as good as dead. It's going to be a blaze of glory. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to say go for it. I'm going to say go for it. Okay. Yeah. Then what happens? Then what happens? I haven't thought that, honestly, uh, no, I think actually this was a mistake. Does anybody have a different shirt? No, this is hilarious. Then the big guy will be covered in gas. That's genius. <laughs> yeah, we talked about this. We talked about what would oh, happen. Oh, man, I need a cigarette really bad. Does anybody have one? Don't. Oh, yeah, here we go. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Dale. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Standing outside Pumpkin Town Toys, where a mob execution has gone wrong and the local crime wave has ended because now there's no mob as they were blown up and destroyed. Seth, Seth, I'm sorry. The the news station saying you don't look, I don't know. You just, it sounds like you don't, we, we think you should be happier. Wait. Wait, wait, you, you want to... The, the, it's end of crime. All right, all right. Like, let, let's, let's, let's cut. Let's re-roll. Let's re-roll. Woo, hey, what's up? It's, hey, Mom, Mom, I'm on the news. Mom, what's look at me? Is this not live? This is live. You're, you're ruining this. Uh, we're not live. We're ruining... Oh, it's not live, live. But we are here live recording. Live. Oh, and so, you're ruining... <clears throat> so, yeah. Sorry about that. Pro- proceed. Get us a coffee or something, kid. <laughs> your coffee? I don't know. No, you, you. you don't know him? He's... <laughs> All right, let's roll camera. Let's roll camera. Let's no, no, roll. no, no. Hold on a second. You're the Look, local your news me. anchor, man. I'm not going to get my arm off of you. Do you know who this is? No, I don't. No, I don't know what the fuck. To, stop, dude. <laughs> this is Jack Ragenstein, and he is the biggest news anchor in town. Ragenstein okay. for life. Don't you have the t-shirts? 
don't forget to wear my t-shirts. Oh, that's you're the guy from the t-shirts? Yeah, Jack Rockenstock. Just kidding. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I've never seen a Rockenstock t-shirt, a Rockenbopum t-shirt. Get this guy a coffee. Fuck off, man. Leave me alone. I'm 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 done. Oh my god. These goddamn kids today. You don't think he watches the news? Uh, You know what? These kids today don't watch the news. They read the Twitter. They go on the Snapchat. They watch the TikTok. We're a dying breed. We're a dying breed, Joe. Oh, hey, guys. I'm sorry. We actually were rolling live on that. You just said we were a dying breed to five million people. I guess wrap it up. Uh, uh, Finish this project. Jack Rockenstein from the Toy Factory tonight. Mom, what's up? I heard we're live. Mom, it's me. Okay, Michael, I'm so sorry to have to do this, but I have to let you go today. It's just, it's not, it's not, it's not you. Okay. It's, it's me. I'm, I'm a mess right now. I'm so sorry. Hey, John. So, uh, Michael's waiting for you in the uh, meeting room. So you can come out the bathroom right now. I think you're ready. I think you're good. I don't know, Carl. I don't know if I could do this. I'm prepping myself. I'm prepping myself for this, but I'm I'm not coming out of this stall until I get the words right and I don't look like I have a waterfall coming out of my face. Okay? Come on now. You have to be strong. You have to be strong, okay? I just can't. It's so tough. It's so tough. I mean, we've been in lockdown for how many months and now I have to go fire people? It does seem callous. What, what am what? I doing? You are HR. What am I doing, Carl? You, you are HR. You are head of HR. What does that even mean? That means you're the head of HR, human resources. That means when something happens, oh, God. I know. Oh, you signed God. up for this job. Why me? And you have, you have to take the Why good with the bad. Me? I'm sorry. You have your own cubicle, but guess what? When it's time to fire people, especially after a global pandemic, and they're probably already struggling as it is, probably able to put food on the table, and they probably don't have any toilet paper because everybody's been hoarding it. You have to give them the bad news. I can't believe it. Well, we're only one factory in town. What the hell are we going to do? I don't know, but you got to go in there because Michael is pacing and his eyes are bloodshot red. I think he's been drinking whiskey. I I heard he works for the mob. Yeah, he does. What what happens if he attacks me and my family? This is just not a good day for me. I need to go home. You have insurance because you just got this promotion. So get in there, look Michael square in the eye and nut up. All right, nut up. Nut up. Nut, Nut up. up. Nut Nut up. up. I pushed you in there. Uh. Uh. Michael. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hey. Hello. It's good to see you. What's taking you so long? Usually I don't come into meetings, but then I see you pacing your, your floors. Yeah. You know, I was up all night last night. I know. I heard. I uh, Funny thing is, you know, being a head of human resources is not an easy thing. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, and the, and the people are struggling and the factory's struggling. And you know how you just want things to last sometimes. I, I, I don't mean to interrupt going. you, but I brought my cousin in. My cousin is actually sitting outside. <laughs> oh, he was going to come in because I figured an HR meeting, maybe an extra person in here would be nice. Oh, is he, is your cousin, is, his is it your cousin Vinny? It's, it's Vinny, but everybody calls him Puncho. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I wanted to show up. Oh, Puncho. Okay. Nice. Yes. Yeah, Vinny Puncho Punchy Jones. Wow. That is a name. Good to see you. I know HR rules. I know there's supposed to be a witness. 
yes. for every oh. single interaction. Well, yeah, okay. So the thing here is today is a special day for all of us. Oh, God, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm getting promoted. Oh, this looks like promotion time. I'm glad I came. Hey, get that camera out. Get that camera out. Yeah, here we go. I got this little flash right here. I don't, we, don't need to, we don't need to have the camera as well. Get this newspaper just... in front of him. Take a picture of today's paper. Ah, look at this beautiful son of a bitch. You beat him. Great. Wow. I could show this to your family and they'd be really uh, excited to see us together. I don't even have family. That's the craziest thing. They just, I'm just, I'm a, just a single person what? who doesn't. Oh, hey, dad. Oh. Hey, dad. I'm here to visit uh, you here at work. Oh, son. Oh, look. These oh, two people Billy. look really nice. Oh, what's this plastic uh, doing on the floor? Oh, well, Billy, it's my. Uh, you got a beautiful kid. Beautiful. This is well. I'm I'm his stepfather. Not, I'm not really his. I'm not his biological father. Yeah, you don't I'm really have to tell us that. So, Dad, well, I just that? wanted to clarify because you said I, because you said I have family and Billy, you're you're like family, but you're not. How fully dare you? Family. I'm 18. How dare you tell me this now? <laughs> I, I, I just, nah, listen. You're all part of our family now. You're in the family. We're gonna take care. Oh, okay. This plastic on the ground. Uh, I actually set that up because I think you're you're not quite biological, but very much dad. I wanted to help him out in case anything got messy. Then I could just roll up this little plastic thing. It's all better. You know what I mean, Billy? Oh, yeah. also, I'm sorry, Dad. Here, I'm supposed <laughs> to give you this pink slip. I don't know what it's for. Oh, it's it's a prescription at CVS. Oh, jeez. Uh, listen, we're family now. You can get as personal as you want. You tell us all about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have erectile dysfunction, so it's just I have to get these special pills. But these come from CVS specifically because it's a, it's a brand name, and you know it's not important. Whatever this is today that's happening is a special day for all of us. Why don't you just cut right to the promotion? It's really I don't you know. There's other words for promotion. We're renaming it. We're re- we're naming it something else these days. It's called um, it's called pro termination. Oh, like the Terminator. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, something uh, something like that. You know, uh, promotion actually isn't very acceptable in society these days. So yeah, just uh, like those so- wiener pills. Am I right? Uh, <laughs> hey, oh, yeah, more on so- that. You know, I was on those for a wiener while. And I gotta pills. let you know. I, I just told my wife they stopped working, but I just wanted my time back. Okay. Um, that's uh, that's probably not necessary. Um, oh, now I'm oversharing. Pardon me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vinny Puncho. Oh, we can all I, I mean, this, I don't really know. I don't think I could get in trouble for this, but I am almost 100% sure that I worked at a hotel that was owned by the mob when I was like 18 years old. Um, I might've been like 17. Uh, they, there was never been anybody that's like, it was a very not popular place to be. Nobody was hanging out at this hotel. They would have a few business people come in and it was the first like actual job I had. So I guess it was my summer of like high school year. Um, and I was front desk. And after about three o'clock, literally no one would come in. Cause it was, 
you know, a front for something else. I don't know where the money was coming from, but I would paint like, uh, I would paint models and I would like build things at the front desk. And when people would walk in, I'd be so surprised to see like a person, but this is like 1999. So it wasn't like you could pull up like your email reservations or however modern day hotels work. It was this like something out of the TV show lost computer where you'd be getting all these numbers. (laughs) Do you think hotels are uh, pretty big? big place to hide money for the mob launder money money. well i can tell you i i i'm fairly certain that rage rage now shut down right it was in west hollywood thunderbolts did one performance there right before the covid it was an amazing show i got it filmed oh stop 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 uh yeah keep going and uh i'm fairly certain that that place was set up to launder money it was owned by two guys who lived in saudi arabia who who never came there and mm. the manager was like always doing like a bunch of cocaine in the back. And yeah. like they didn't care that they weren't busy. They didn't care about any show details or anything. They're just, they're just like, yeah, take care of it, whatever. But it shut down. And unless I'm wrong, and maybe it didn't go through, but my understanding was Lance Bass was going to buy that place. Yeah. From yeah, he did. What what was was it in sync or was it Backstreet Boys? I think in sync. He he bought it and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, and there was conversations I think that was being had with Thunderbolts with Lance Bass, but you guys did never went back and did a show there. <laughs> no, no, was, we haven't. No, we never did. <laughs> but yeah, so we got Bobby Lance Bass boy thinks in sync. I uh I at one time was an associate of the KC Irish Mafia. Oh. Um <laughs> and I, uh, I, I kind of, I was KCS like, very, Kansas City. Yes, can, yeah. Oh boy, now they're coming after me. They are, <laughs> now they, they all know that's it's out there. Um, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was an associate. I, uh, I was, I was in with basically like the, I guess whoever their Don was or whoever their leader was, like his son essentially was one of my hookups for um things for, that, for, <laughs> the, the, uh, and get him SWAT team this has been a long long setup but we got him <laughs> are we recording right now are we recording because i have some things i should not be talking about but i'm gonna tell yeah. you we are recording so in the same way that i was worried jordan might get in trouble for saying he was like working two full-time jobs uh you talking about the mob might be dangerous <laughs> yeah probably um but uh yeah no it's funny like we uh we had some adventures together did some uh some uh listen when you're in your late 20s early 30s you experiment and 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 you do some things and uh and you uh you have a, a threesome with a lawyer's uh niece uh who also owns a club uh uh, you know that you also uh, is this the beginning of John Wick three? I, I feel like it's dangerous. You didn't kill someone's dog, did you? <laughs> didn't kill anyone's dog. Um, but the 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 thing is, is that I finally got out of that lifestyle, and I'm glad I did because uh, that guy got shot in the back, <gasps> and he survived. Uh, uh, yeah, oh. he survived. But um, that just goes to show you that like it's not a joke. Like it's you know like they they don't fuck around. So yeah, Irish mafia, any any mob or mafia, watch out. Just. No, no bueno. Let's make it funny, guys.
and uh, I'm just going to check you into, we're going to give you room 104, and uh, our our bellboy is, um, well, he should be around here somewhere. Do you need actually help, or can you, that's just one bag, you could probably bring oh, it no, back. It's, re- it's really heavy, I, I can't lift it myself. Okay, hold on one second. I barely got it in here. Uh, it's, it's awkward. It's awkwardly shaped, but it doesn't look like a, not judging, but it looks like you could probably take it up. Oh, excuse me. I said, I'm not judging, but it looks like you could probably handle it. Are you, you're telling me to carry my own bag? Uh, all right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me just put this, I'll put this little bell here. Because right I look back. like some sort of strong man? No, Is that what you're trying to say? it's all right. I'll help you personally. It's just usually I watch the front desk for when people come in, but it should be fine. Oh, okay. Uh, this, uh, hey, 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 here I am, the bellboy. Ah, <laughs> oh, thank hey, God you're here. here he is. It's me, Joey, the bellboy. Ah, <laughs> huh? Joey. Let me get that bag. What? Uh, this bag, it's, yeah. uh, despite not looking that big, uh-huh. they, can't, they can't bring it up to room 104. They so, can't bring it up to room 104. It's huh? really heavy, is my point. I was just trying to get some help. This, what this we, hotel what we, what is we, like, we, where are all the lights off? Well, it's nighttime. It's, it's a nighttime hotel. Like, yeah. 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 And the nighttime, you usually turn lights on. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't no, that when you want light? No. Everybody wants a dock. Yeah, I don't know if yeah. you've seen the studies, but like having it dark, dark like dark. it's easier to fall asleep afterwards yeah. if you haven't had a lot of. I don't want to fall asleep in the lobby. No, you're gonna fall asleep in room. What is it? One oh four. One oh four. What's up with all the plywood on the windows? What's are you guys doing construction uh, or something? Under, it's under construction. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Well, you should know that. You know, I did pick this place because it was cheap, but you're. Your reviews online are not. Let me good. go ahead and grab this bag. Let me. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and grab this bag. This. Oh, I think this bag you. is heavy. Thank you. This bag is uh, hefty. This bag feels like it's got at least 20, 30 dildos in here. Uh, you're making fun of me. No, I know dildos. Okay, I have a Let's whole see. dildo emporium down on Front Street. Okay, okay, I get it. Uh, can I'm we tell him? I'm not can we tell him? Bag. Let's just tell it. him. He seems like a cool guy. This place is actually just a front for an illegal dildo business. <laughs> it's big dildo business. <laughs> it's Wait. totally like uh, off market dildos. Okay, you're still making fun of me. I can't tell. No, no. no. What are you talking about? This is we're being serious. Here, okay. It, but you'd be serious with us. How many deltos yeah. are in there? How many got in there, huh? I, I'm still pretty certain you're messing with me, but there's, <laughs> there's one in there. Uh, oh, okay, one. You got one, one, one big dildo, huh? What else we got in there, huh? So I just figured uh, you guys were being open, so I'm going to be open. Yeah, there's, there's one in there. Uh, there's one in Look there, at this okay. drawer. <laughs> Look at this drawer. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. A uh, cornucopia of dildos. Now, if yeah, I turn the lights on in this lobby, oh you're going to see a whole different scene on the other yeah. side of this room. This yeah. Is, yeah. Wow. Hey, put the black light on. <laughs> Uh, Joey, uh, Vinnie Bombas, uh, yeah, step, yeah. step into the office. We okay. Talk. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let me close the door. 
You want me to put the chair up against the door? Chair up against the door. All right, put the chair up against the door. door. There we go. Okay. All right, right. I just want to say something to you guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You've been working great for me at the hotel, you know, but the problem that I'm trying to have with you is that you're kind of just telling everybody that it's a front for a dildo shop. Not everybody. No, no. Just the good guys. Just the guys we can trust. Okay, uh, I'm just going to play this videotape for you as you're telling this person who's okay. staying in room 104. Yeah. Right here, we just play it right back when you set okay. it right now. Wait, and can go. I just stop you really quick? Hold on. I sure. remember that. Like, oh, it yeah. Was you sure you don't want me to play the video? You sure you don't want to hear it? I see your faces. You know, that guy. Yeah, that was earlier. That guy feels like he's family. You know, he felt like he came in, he was honest with us, he's like family. You know, I give you that. I, I, you know what? I went up there. I sized him up. Room one hundred four. He's on a level. So yeah, yes. In yeah. this instance, you are okay. correct. He does feel like family. So you get this one. Okay. This is this is your last chance. Please don't tell anybody else. Well, when, when they ask questions, what do we tell them? Well, you could tell them we're a brothel. You a could brothel? tell them that we uh, cook meth. Okay. You can tell them that we also are a hotel because that's what uh-huh. we are. Okay. And that's yeah, yeah, what we're supposed right. to That right. would be the one I would lead with, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, and, well, uh, well, what about the pills? Well, yeah, you could say the pills. We the sort the pills. pills. Yeah. The dick pills. We make them. Yeah. We press them. We put them. We ship them yeah. to CBS. Yeah. Right. All these things you could say, except for the real truth <laughs> of it, which is. That there is proof that we are an undercover dildo house. Okay, uh, so have you okay. ever thought about going legit dildo? There's a lot of paperwork involved with that. <laughs> and as you know, I hate paperwork. That's why we run a whole cash till. <laughs> Okay then, McDougal clan. McDougal clan, get in here. All right, all right, all right, all right. Ah, the McDougals. All right. You're a little pushy. Hey. We, I, I am the, we are the pushy. We are the most dangerous <laughs> clan in all of Ireland. Hi, that we are. Hi. And the feds have been on our asses for 20 years. That's but right. I, we got to get them covers. He's right. We gotta but, talk to them about what, what's what and, and hoots and hoots a farley. Hoots a farley. We're gonna put it on the table. I thought I thought we had them. I thought we had them in our pocket, but we don't. We don't. No. So I got an idea. Oh. Does it have anything to do with beer? I, I go for it a beer. It does now. Yes, it does now. Right. I go for a pint. Right. Right. I have a pint. But right I'm now. thinking, we head to the states and not to the states. But to the most dangerous city in all the free world. What are you talking about? Kansas City, Missouri. Kansas City, Missouri. I've heard Kansas City. Good barbecue, though. Good Good barbecue. barbecue. Ribs. Some ribs. Good ribs. Baby ribs. Baby back. Oh, boy. But yes. say it's too dangerous out of here and sit it out. Some say the ribs are reason that it's too dangerous. It's the ribs. It's the, the definite competition. Ah, you said it, Seamus. Seamus. Yeah. Are you saying that the McDougal clan can't take over the most dangerous city in all the free world? The Kansas no, that's City, Missouri. Saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. You know, we can take on anybody. Ah. Oh, okay. So then we go to Kansas City. <laughs> we start a front out there and nobody would know the difference. We put Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes on our watch. And then I tell you right now, we will own not only Kansas City, we'll take over St. Louis and then we'll make our way to Biloxi. 
And then before you know it, we have the entire southwestern area. I like where this is going. I think you're you're as exactly as advertised as the head of the Madougal clan. <laughs> and I follow you into the fires of hell to make your visions come true. Here, here. Now, let us all take our swords and gingerly touch our tips. You're talking about our cocks. <laughs> yes, let us take our cocks out. This part, this part of it out. I was never keen on. <laughs> I was never keen on mushing my mushroom. Mushing the, my mushroom. The tip of our cocks Pull out together. Your mushroom. I yeah, don't so know, understand why the McDougal clan has to mush their mushroom tips together. It's what <laughs> makes us the most dangerous time. clan in the world. I understand our sigil is a mushroom tip, but I still don't want to be pushing my mushroom tip into your mushroom tip. <laughs> You're a wee bit shy there. Insane. Insane. Sam's going to get killed. Thanks for listening to another episode of Original Understudies. This episode wouldn't be possible without our post audio engineer and sound designer, Toy Vocalia and our incredible Patreon members who allow me to afford things such as my Zencaster account to record, Zoom so we can all connect online and do improv, and actually the podcast hosting service itself. So thank you all Patreon members. If you'd like your email to inspire us to do our next show, we'll send an email to originalunderstudiespodcast at gmail.com. I'll take a single word. I'll take a little story. I'll take just an email to me I'll take I'll take a scene suggestion. Floodgates are open. Send whatever you want, and we're going to be making some mix-em-ups because next week's our 52nd episode. Technically, it's not a full year because we didn't really start until August, but 52 sounds like a year to me, baby. And it would tickle me pink if there was a review that I could read at the end of next week's uh, show. So thanks for listening, and thanks for being here for the last 52 episodes. Well, gosh, I'm jumping ahead of myself. This is 51. But God, I know if you're here today, you're going to be here next week, right? Right? Original on the studies. <laughs>